Welcome to On The Map. I'm Lee Carriher, your host. I'm the CEO and founder of Double Forte, a national independent public relations, social media, and communications agency. We are on a mission to help companies from the solopreneur to the mid-cap market maker achieve their goal, get on the map, be known for what they're great for, and make a difference in the world. At the end of the show, which is about 20-ish minutes, I will share with you how to become a guest on the show. So please stick around for that. In the meantime, here's the next 23, 24 minutes of greatness in marketing communications and helping people get on the map with real life advice. Here we go. It's Lee Carher, and I am so thrilled to have Jen Marples on the show. Jen um, of the Jen Marple Show, uh, Marples, is a longtime friend of mine and a um, just an awesome inspiration to anyone who is thinking about a second or a third act in a different kind of way. We've known each other for a very long time. We used to work together, I can't even remember how many long years ago, Jen. Um, but today she has left the PR world behind and is starting, has started, uh, an amazing company, uh, specifically for midlife women. And her message is really clear. You're not too effing old. So I thought she would be great to have on the show to hear about how she pivoted, where she focuses, how she's building traction. Um, Cause I know that you can all get some great tips of wisdom from Jen. So Jen, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy to be here, Lee. I adore you. And um, is, if anybody wants to know the time we've known each other, I'm going to say it's about 21 years. Yeah, that's probably right. Maybe even more. Yeah. But we're not older, Lee. We're not no, old. we're not. Time is going backwards. Thank God. We're, we're, <laughs> we're Benjamin buttoning this life right now. <laughs> okay. So first of all, tell us about, so you used to own a PR firm in San Francisco dealing, you know, Fortune 500s, crisis, major, major companies you would all know. Um, and then you're like, nope, not doing this anymore. Tell us why you abandoned that and started your new thing. Okay. So I'll try to keep this short and sweet and I'll save y'all like the breakdowns in between, but maybe I'll throw one or two in there because it's always fun to hear about a breakdown. Um, yeah. So I have been doing, had been doing PR and marketing my entire adult life. So it was my first internship out of college, getting paid $7 and 50 cents an hour. And my boss at the time was crazy and threw phones at people, but it was amazing because I got all this great experience. All you PR people out there probably have worked with crazy and, but you know, Hey, we're all the better for it. Um, so yes, I did have a firm in the city. So Lee and I worked together. We worked at big corporate um, conglomerates and that was lovely until it wasn't. And I don't even know if it ever was really lovely. And um, so that actually spurned me on to start my own business because if I was gonna work 100,000 hours a week, I was going to make the money from it and not bill out at the rate we all know we build out at and not make that money. And um, randomly you know met a friend's friend who had a wine business and started a business i didn't even think about starting a pr firm it was kind of after the dot-com sort of crash and everybody was crashing and burning and i kind of took a pause like what do i want to do and then i just went into like owning a firm didn't really overthink it 
and built the firm kind of on the backside. I had clients and the company was just growing, 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 and then finally had a website and, you know, business cards back in the day when business cards were, you know, essential. That's dating me a little. Um, but yeah, grew this big business and I had Constellation Brands and Whole Foods Market and did a lot of corporate communications, crisis communications, brand PR, had a team, lived in the city. And the, the kicker is as the company was growing, my waistline was also expanding because in the midst of all that, I popped out three kids. So I had, I have a son who's now 16 and twin girls who are 14. So life was swimming along and it was actually pretty much swimming along even when I had my son. But then I went from one to three and um, my life sort of went off the Golden Gate Bridge to, uh, <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> But I kept on going to give a, you know, location reference. Yes. Okay. Location reference. And, um, but I didn't jump. So that's the, um, the good news. I never it jumped has. off the bridge. Um, I, I lived, um, but it was a very crazy, stressful time. My husband is also an entrepreneur and, you know, we, I was just for anyone with kids out there. I was just very much in the survival. How do you get through every day? Triage. There was no outside looking in, being the observer, I was just trying to survive and have my kids survive. And so fast forward, we moved out of the city when my son started kindergarten and things started to get a little, I was feeling a little brittle. I hadn't really taken any time off. And, you know, I come of the growing up in the eighties and the nineties, more is more is more is more. You can do it all. And it turns out you really can't run a business, manage clients, manage a team, have babies, a husband, friends, it was all sort of like imploding. And, but being the type A crazy person I was, like my clients and everybody got the best of me, but my family was getting the absolute worst. And so my husband and I sat down one night, he's like, you've got to make a change. Cause I was yelling and screaming at these babies I had tried very hard to have. And that's a whole nother conversation, but I'm like, this is not where I want to be yelling at my kids, knowing I need to get back to my desk to work till midnight. Mm -hmm. That doesn't support anyone. So I slowly started dismantling the company. I just didn't renew contracts and, you know, I had been referring business out. I think subconsciously a new business would come in and I just kind of referred it out. I'm like, oh, I can't really take on any more. And then things wrapped up with all my clients actually quite nice. And there was one sort of final engagement I did with a dear friend. We were uh, doing a press trip at a five-star resort in Hawaii and I was taking anxiety medicine. And she's like, what is wrong with you? And I said, I don't know if they don't all make it to the seven o'clock sup in the morning, like the sup yoga, like it's all going to fall apart. And everybody, anyone who's in marketing and PR, like doing itineraries, you do kind of get an angst about you. If you know, maybe one member of the media is not going to make a scheduled activity, but I'm like, I had no perspective and everyone on this press trip couldn't have been lovelier. I'm actually like dear friends with so many of the media that were on that trip. But I just, I had no perspective, nothing. And my friend actually said, she's like, you got to figure something out. I'm like, I know this is not healthy. So I shut it all down. And this is a long winded way of getting to where I'm getting. And this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Cause when you're have been doing something for a very long time, it's very wrapped up in your identity. And I was like, who am I? If I'm not the gal who does PR and does like crisis communications and all of this, it was very much, and I'd worked so hard to get to that, like so blood, literal blood, sweat and tears to get to that. And I had a successful business. I made a lot of money. I paid my employees. Well, like all my people closest working to me, a lot of them were working moms who are like the best people you could ever hire plug for working moms. Cause we're really efficient. And I like, I can't do it anymore. I can't. But it was that whole like stepping back and going, who the hell are you, honey? Like, 
you've got kids, you've got this business. So it was stripping everything away. So I had to break it all down. I enlisted my therapist who I'd had for a long time. I said, I need to talk to her. And she really broke it down for me. She said, you know, you're going to have to go into a very uncomfortable place to be able to get to this next place that you want to be. Right. And so it was a lot of work, a lot of reflection, a lot of therapy, yoga, walks. I needed to go to the doctor because I'd run my health into the ground. I wasn't having feeling in my fingers and toes. I cracked four crowns. I mean, I was a mess. I was a mess, but I was, it was really a disaster. Like when you say it all like that, like I knew those things, but when you say it all together, you really were a mess. But I put, but nobody, and this is the thing, Lee, like my coping mechanism. No one would know it by looking at you. No. No one would know ever, ever that something was wrong. And that's the thing. So Lee looks at me and I'm like, I joke, being put together is sort of a coping mechanism. Yes. And so for me, it looks so, because that's what I could control. I can, I can control my house being clean, my desk being clean. I can control that I have makeup on, Mm -hmm. but I was dying inside. I was literally dying inside. So that's why it's like. Remember there was a thing about the, the, the man cold and then there's the woman who's got her suit on ready to go to work and she's got the same cold as the man who's like dying on his couch going, I can't possibly go on. And there's the woman like feeding the kids and going to work. It's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That was me. Right, and right. Um, it took a lot to, and, and, and I guess actually had, as a quick cyber, I had this conversation with my mother just a few days ago. I said, it's really hard being the strong one that people rely on for advice and support because it really freaks people out when you need help. Yep. So true. It really freaks them out. So, you know, I thankfully I had my husband, but I did have to have to seek out other people. So no mm-hmm. to women out there, seek help if you need it. Please mm-hmm. seek help. And when men you need too, it. seek help. You know. Seek help. But women have a harder time. I think sure. women have a harder time. Because we're like we're such givers and it's uh, until we can't give no more so um so the very quick version therapy going through all this stuff finally got to a place where something called to me and i was like coaching training huh? so something like new popped in huh? and so I'm like all right so i followed that and i enrolled in the coactive um training institute program it was a five-month program and within that i ended up doing yoga teacher training i'm not a yoga teacher but it's i've done yoga for 20 years i love it and actually a lot of the yoga philosophy informs a lot of what i do today mm-hmm. and then i started having women's events so i started just taking some of these steps and kind of mm-hmm. really tapping into and listening of what i wanted to do versus what i think i should do mm-hmm. now, it's important to note in the middle of all this because in the middle of life and all this, it could go along swimmingly. But then my husband's looking at me because we do live in the Bay Area. He's like, honey, you ever going to make money again? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, that. That. Okay. So I could tell you one story, which is I just did this big pivot and started my new on my new way of doing things, which is what I'm doing now. And I'll get to that in a second. But I decided to go back into PR consulting just to get the sort of momentum going again, but it wasn't a big fancy office. It was just me. It was just me doing some consulting, going out to my network, who needs help. So I was doing that kind of quietly on the side. And so that was nice. I made money that makes you feel good. And it got the momentum going. And in the meantime, I started hosting events and then real, and they were all for women. And because I had something in me going, I want to serve women. I want to kind of go all in taking things out for a spin. So I did a couple events at home. Um, where I bring bring women in and we do kind of coaching light, but we'd have wine and nibbles. And what I realized was when you bring women together, women were thirsty for this authentic connection and communication. 
because everyone's like, again, it's that everything looks perfect to everyone on the outside. And especially in this age of social media, yeah. ain't nothing perfect. Okay. Yeah. Like everyone's showing perfect on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, like life's great, works great. Uh-uh. This first event I had, a woman shared she was in bankruptcy. Another woman shared that she had ovarian cancer. Oh Another woman shared that her mom said she shouldn't start a business, that she was too old. And thank God this woman actually did go start her own business. And it was just named like Best of Marin County. She's an accountant. So all these things came out. I was like, okay, there's something here. Mm -hmm. So then I kept having these events, kept having these events. And again, even during, during the pandemic, I just pivoted into online events. Mm -hmm. Got a little sucked back into my PR clients during the pandemic because everyone was in a crisis. Mm -hmm. So there was that. And then one morning I woke up, it was about a year, a little over a year ago, mm -hmm. middle of the pandemic. And it was like Jesus himself came through me and it was like, woman, get off, just get off the train of thinking you can't go all in on this and just focus. And I haven't stopped. So that day, and this is important for everyone to hear, I didn't quit everything. I just started by proclaiming who I was. I proclaimed my age on Instagram, which until that point was very scary. I was like, do I, cause this is ageism in the workplace. That's a whole other thing. And I said, you know what? F it. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. This is what I do. This is who I serve. I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. And that's the midlife woman. Mm -hmm. And I haven't stopped. So I'll take a breath here if you have a question, cause I can keep going on and so, on. Um... There's so much there to unpack, which we don't have. I mean, we only need a long podcast for that. We'll have an after podcast on that. However, a few things come to mind. One is you have the need for money. Like, you know, most of us do. Most of us will be, you know, there's so much talk about how much wealth is going to move from the boomers, the millennium, blah, blah, blah. That's um, 10% of people, not even five, three, 2% of people. Most of us are going to be working much longer than we thought. So, uh, and in the Bay Area, you know, I moved from the Bay Area so that we could figure out how to afford uh, my younger son who has developmental disorder, um, his life. Jen's living it with three able-bodied, perfectly, you know, smart kids who will all be independent eventually. It's, it is expensive. And there are places of this country that it's expensive to live. And then just like, just getting food from the table sometimes feels like it's over your head. Um, so the need for income, and then also um, I, I hear your big, your push me, pull me on, this is what I know how to do. This is what I want to do. How do I do it? How do I straddle both things? And so you went in light, you went in light with the events, which you're awesome at, um, and then just kept listening, listening, listening. Um, and then in your own words, Jesus spoke to you and you knew what you had to do. So um I think someone else might not call it Jesus speaking to you. It might be a, an epiphany of a different sort, but for so many entrepreneurs, that is the point, right? They're like, they, they shift gears and it feels like a dramatic shift, but it's not a dramatic shift. It's been going on for a long, long time. And there's just this tipping point, Malcolm Gladwell, tipping point that you just go pink over and it feels big, right? So, um, all right, so you go over the line I'm all in on this. What'd you do first? So what I did first was just proclaim. And this is what I actually counsel a lot of women to do. Just proclaim who you are. You don't need a big fancy website. You don't, it doesn't need to cost anything. You just proclaim who you are and you see where it takes you. Mm -hmm. And so I knew enough with all my coaching training. It's just one small step. Yep. 
And since I interview midlife female entrepreneurs, that is one of their biggest pieces of advice too. It's take one step. It could be proclaiming something on Instagram. It could be talking to a girlfriend and saying, hey, I think I'm going to do this. And true story, a friend of ours in a, a group text with this one friend group I've had for 20 years was like, I'm selling my furniture in my home. She happened to have a second home and kudos to her because she's a single mom of twins. And she did this all on her own. Very successful woman on her own. Plug for her. Long story, she hates what she's doing and she's selling her home. And all of us were like, you should be an interior designer because her homes are exquisite and she's remodeled everything. And that's a whole other story. But the point is, if you talk to a friend and throw something out, your friend is going to reflect back to you what you're good at and go, oh my God, you should totally do that. So maybe it's something like that. Have a cup of coffee with a friend, but just take one small step. It could be listening to a podcast. It could be going to a lecture. You could do a hundred things, but just start doing something to move towards your goal. Because the, to let you know where I am now, I just launched my 41st podcast today. And I've been thinking about doing a podcast probably for close to three years. I've been sitting on it, sitting on it. It started with that Instagram post. Right. Actually, it started with the women's groups. Yep, yep, yep. But I really, that one day where it's like the Holy Spirit, Jesus, the universe, whatever you want to call it, literally came through me. And I, I was thinking, am I having a manic episode? Because I got <laughs> out of bed in my jammies and I had like a jammy Tuesday or whatever that was. Right. I didn't leave my desk. I sat down at eight and I didn't leave till like six o'clock at night. Right. And I just kept banging out content and doing things. And I recorded one crappy podcast, which I quickly killed but the point is just to go with it and don't overthink it like really don't go with your head mm -hmm. with your gut mm -hmm. because so many of us we've gone with our heads like what we should do what's practical um so that's how i got started and so say that was a february all my client engagements were coming up for like contract renewal at the end of june so then I started, you know, doing more work and I actually employed my own coach who is somewhere far ahead, who has a very successful podcast, is making boatloads of money, coaching women, has an international audience and she's fabulous. So I'm like, I hired her. That was the, and that was the next step that I did because I needed to have accountability, yeah. which is really important as an entrepreneur because you're doing it all yourself. And if you don't have any accountability, it's just all on you. Yeah. And so I needed that. And that was the step it took. And she was the one who really kicked my ass. I was like, okay, when the hell are you going to start the podcast? It's time. time. And when she said that, I, you guys, I put together a podcast, the branding, the graphics, the photography, episodes, four episodes to launch, all of it, hired a podcast team all within three to four weeks. I'm, I'm great on deadlines. That's the PR in me. I'm a great on a deadline. I'm like, all right, we're going to do this. I didn't sleep. I worked, you know, sun up to sun to, to, I don't know, almost sun up again and pulled it off. And I haven't stopped. But you have energy from this. So unlike yes. your last yes. life, <laughs> yes, um, I would say your energy level is so much higher um, and your positivity, you know, I haven't seen, well, I saw you in person a few months ago, but um your positivity just comes through versus before it just drain, drain, drain. So, and that you have this advantage, right? You have the advantage that you know what the hell to do, how to do a graphic. <laughs> At least, you know, it looked good, right? As you figured it out. So the cornerstone of your business right now is a podcast, the Jen Markle show, and it goes twice a week. 
Mm-hmm. When you hired a production team, which is I awesome, did. by the way, we'll put a link to her in the, um, she only takes two or three clients at a time. So um, and I, I've hired her based on, for a client, based on your experience with her. Um, but we'll put her link in the show notes as well. The, um, and then, um, and you put the content around it. And then you have also expanded your events to be um, uh, mastermind groups and then personal coaching and all this kind of stuff. Now, so there are lots of personal coaches. There are a lot of women coaches there. You're living in coach central over there in Marin County, right? (laughs) Coach for everything. And coach for everything. So, um, you know, in a pretty short time, though, you have built uh, one, your traction on your podcast is phenomenal. Um, And two, you've built. um, So you had the network from before, but you've also built a network around this new business very quickly. And that from what I can tell that, you know, you have your social media, which right now is really um, Instagram, Instagram Reels. LinkedIn, right? Is there anything LinkedIn. else you're doing? Uh, yeah, I do on Facebook. I have my personal Facebook. Fa- um, Facebook, but I also have a group on Facebook called The Midlife Conversation. So that's free for anyone to join. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am re- re-engaging my Twitter. Right. And I'm also on, on the TikTok, much to my kids' chagrin. I said, oh, it's happening. It's happening. Actually, my son's horrified by everything. Right. And my girls are my hype squad. My 14-year-old girls are my hype squad, which is oh great. Oh, my gosh, cheerleaders. That's awesome. They're cheerleaders. So, and yeah, I'm doing, doing it all. And then on your podcast, you're doing two episodes a week with the show notes and all that kind of stuff. And then you have an email list, right? So I get an email from you from that um, once or twice a week. Yes. So, those are the things you're doing right now and you've grown um people are now pitching you to be on your show i mean your show just launched what six months ago not even it's not even six months it not was the end of months. it was the end of september end of september if you so can believe four it. months we're in fifth year five a uh, month five yep so the fact that jen's gone from zero to people p- p- big people big people pitching her to be on her show uh is amazing and it has to do with all those things right doing the podcast, doing it twice a week. Now you may not end up doing it twice a week forever, but it, you get that, you get a, a, a throw weight of content behind you, which is so important. Then the, then the reels uh, and the Instagram and the, and the group, the group is awesome. And then also um, the, the newsletter, right? Yes. So when you started your newsletter, you know, with one, with me on it, <laughs> how many people do you have on your news? How many did you start your newsletter with? Um, I probably started cause I, I started building that list when I started those women's events. Event, so yeah. I probably have, I mean, I don't, it's, this is one of the things I do need to work on and that's sort of what I'm, you know, like we were saying before we got on, we just need to be, we just split myself three into three. I just need three of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is with, I do have an admin and I do have my podcast team mm-hmm. and still there's not enough. I mean, there's always something that can be done, but Mama Lee has told me I need to, I have to really focus. And so that's focuses, <laughs> focuses our friend and to yeah. not really go off into all these random, like somebody approached me to do retreats and this, that, and the other. I'm like, I have a specific idea for something. I just, I can't veer right. off. I have to be very specific because I know what I want to accomplish this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I only have a couple hundred on my list. And so that is actually one of the things I want to, and I go out every once in a while and I pitch it and then I do get people I don't know, which is great signing up for the list. So it's one of those things I have to keep remarketing. And w- one way I do intend on building the list is by 
uh, working on some collaborations. So that's a big piece Absolutely. for me this year is getting out of like to use the marketing. Like I've, I've burned my list. Basically, I've burned all my people like they're kind of done hearing from me. I feel to a certain degree from the list. I mean, they do want to hear from me because they're yeah. signing up from things, but it's just it's, I, I need to get out in front of more right. people. Yep. And so collaborations, and then obviously Lee and I have talked about, you know, me getting on more podcasts. Right. And I think you getting on more podcasts will be the whole, will be definitely a, a scaling thing. But for you, I mean, I think if you think about the, um, if you just think about the fact that your podcast is now getting pitched by PR people and other executives so that they can be guests, that's where your growth is coming from, the partnership. And so I think what I really, uh, really appreciate there is you're thinking about, oh, this worked over here. The partnership, me having a guest is what's growing my podcast. Mm -hmm. Me doing a, me, you, me talking, I'm Jen. Me doing a partnership in my email, that will help me grow my uh, email list. And I, I really like that idea of taking what you've learned in one platform and saying, oh, could that work over here? Yeah, and I'll just tell you right now that the partnership in the email would be um, a huge, I mean, it's going to be very successful for you um, in terms of that, because, you know, the more we help each other and the list in the end, the list is the most intimate thing you have. You have the intimacy of being in people's ears, mm -hmm. but the action people take is on email, right? Yeah. That's where an action can be. And you, yeah. we talked about it beforehand. You have some, um, you're looking at your um, analytics on your email and some emails are opened 10, 15 times. And that is when someone has sent it along to somebody else, right? And um, those people are, are opening it up. So you know you have influence there, yeah. right? Um, I think the question is, do you have the right call to action on the bottom of your email list so people subscribe if they've been forwarded it? And we can look at that later. Yeah. And I'm just so, so impressed. Right. When, no, I am. I'm just so impressed because, you know, the first thing we, when you talked to me about me helping you, my agency helping you, um, it was, I was like, you know how to do all this. <laughs> but if you did what we did for you, you would not have time to do what you're doing. Right. So, you know, I mean, this is where you want to focus on the problem for Jen is she knows a lot of the stuff. It all takes time. It all of this stuff takes time. Um, and finding people around you who can um, do the things that you shouldn't do yourself. Uh, like when I started my company, the first person I hired was a, um, was a, a CFO. And they weren't on my staff yet, but I, that was the biggest check I was writing every month, the CFO, because I suck at, I can do it. I should not be spending my time on it, right? No. So one of the things um, I thought I think is so, what a great lesson, because you've just, you know, it's a fast ramp, what you have done, really fast ramp, is what should I be spending my time on? Where am I most valuable in the business that I'm creating? Not the business that I had, right? But the business that I'm creating, because the business that you had, you'd be more, you'd be more valuable in the thinking about that stuff. Mm -hmm. The business that you have, is getting out of the things that are you know how to do easily but but they take time and finding other people to do that so you can create value around your new proposition which is what your podcast is showing right so yeah and so it brings up a good you had mentioned this before of just the pivot from the only way I can explain it is you know going from being say like a track star to a basketball star so it's like I was flexing this muscle for 25 years right. 
NPR, like I know it, it's in my bones. I'm good at it. I can just look at something and know and this and to this day, someone, I can give you advice in five seconds for that, but I don't want to do it anymore. And so the hardest thing for most of us is if you've gone from one thing, knowing you're good at it, you can make money at it, but it's not filling up your soul. And I haven't completely walked away from it in the sense that when I do my masterminds, I do business accelerators and I love working with small female entrepreneurs or businesses rather. It's fun to see their eyes open wide because I can just fire out information with my one, one of the gals in it. She's like, you should really be a business coach. And she was joking. I'm like, you think? Because I just, I, I can save people so much time. I know. That is what I do. Okay. Like, I just, you know, I did do that for like two and a half decades. Um, and I can just save people time. So, and that makes me so happy. And then it's empowering, especially this one gal, she just took everything I said and she was a good little pupil and took everything and was just ran with it. And she's just killing it. And it's so incredible to watch. And that just gives me so much satisfaction. Um, but for me and anyone in PR and marketing listening to go from promoting other people for 25 years to promoting yourself, Uh, freaking hard. It's It's hard. Really hard it doesn't feel natural right it doesn't feel natural i was promoting and promoting all the time i can pitch the new york times i can pitch somebody on the today show whatever i can do that but when you're putting yourself out it's 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 very vulnerable because it's you i'm not selling wine i'm selling me and my idea that i want to empower you Mm -hmm. so i know that's really hard and i work with a lot of women on that it's just you have you have to not care what people think you just have to freaking go for it and be clear on your why and who you're selling to. I'm selling to in the sense that I'm selling women right. this story that they're not too effing old, but it's just the truth. Right. And so, and I'm also starting this business differently than I did the other one in that the last business, I built all the the structure on the backside. I just had clients and I was up and running and I, ne- I literally never approached or pitched business. I mean, we were called into presentations, but it was all referral. We had more business than we could handle. And as we worked really freaking hard and it was amazing. This one, I'm front loading my own cash, my own money to do this because I know I'm like in the startup mode of building this foundation because I'm clear on where I want this to go and how many women I want to serve. Because if I just serve a couple people coaching, I'm not going to make the impact I want to make. Right. I need to build and go far and wide with this message mm-hmm. because I want to help women at scale. It's right. not just the one-on-one. And to your point where you said getting out in front of other people and for anyone listening, it's kind of old school. It's like meeting people, going to old fashioned networking events. I presented, I was invited to, pre- to present with these wealth managers last week. They do these great monthly events, women, wine and wealth. And I came in and I had women chanting, you're not too effing old. And it was so (laughs) fun. It's, and that's the other thing. This gets to be fun. And you mentioned my energy. I was so drained and I felt so burdened at the end with my last Every conversation we used to have was, I would get off the phone and go, oh my God, she's going to crack, which I could never tell you at the time. But oh my God. I mean, I probably came to you, Lee, a couple times going, if I wanted to leave, would you take over my clients? And this is a couple times, you guys. And then when my kids were, were young, smile, you know, you were just frowning and today, now today it's like smile, smile, smiles, even when you're tired, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a different kind of tired because my soul is filled because yeah. I come back, oop, I come back to my why. Right. And so my why keeps me going, who am I serving mm-hmm. today? 
So I would only say to you that you need to give yourself a little bit of a break because you have accomplished so much in such a short period of time since you took the podcast public um, and you're, you're doing great, right? And I would tell you if you weren't doing great. <laughs> He's the kind of friend who can, <laughs> I, would, I would listen to Lee. Oh She's my gosh, funny. I would tell you if you weren't doing great and you know, now you're, you've already thought about the next thing to do on your email, which we've talked about and I think that's a great idea. And then, you know, um, scaling, we're going to help you scale on that other thing too. So, you know, you're doing great. You're making a huge impact. Every time you open your mouth, someone's being impacted. And, um, if anyone who's watching or listening to this, just, you know, she was listening to what one, she was, what she wanted to do, but she was also listening to the market. She knew from the events she was having that there was something there. She had something to offer that people would pay for. Right. And then she went and got credentialed because credentials matter. Right. Um, and they give you that leg up and then, and then, and then voila. Right. And then 40, it's 41 episodes in four 41 months. episodes today. I mean, uh, as the so day we're recording. Work, right. And there you go. So, and people are now pitching her to be on her podcast, which, you know, there are a lot of podcasts out there. This one, it's my fifth podcast, right? So there are a lot of podcasts. Um, and getting people to, you know, getting people to say, even for a new podcast, yeah, I want to actually put my person on that podcast. And that is a big effing deal. So, you know, be proud of that. And I know you're not going to be satisfied to you scale. And you're, I know it's just you're, who I am. <laughs> it's just who you are, but you need to give yourself I am. a little bit of a pat on the back and say, wow, look what I've done. And now I can take it to the next step. So just want to give you that little kudos there. Thank you. And entrepreneurship, you know, it's not, you know, I, I don't know any other way to be. I don't, you probably yeah. don't know any other way to be after we've been doing this. Yeah. We've been doing it the same amount of time, basically. And all, and my husband's an entrepreneur. And so it's like, I don't, I just rely on myself, which of course there's, that's good and bad. And there's good days right. and bad days. Um, but I always go back to my purpose. And so that's, that's the thing that keeps me going. And I tell you guys, if you kind of just open yourself up, the universe just responds. So someday I'm having whatever. It's the, oh my God, I have so much to do. Who am I to do this? We all have those second, you know, mm -hmm. I'm saying it to you guys as much as I'm saying it. Every reel I do, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm basically preaching what I need to hear also. But, you know, the universe will give you signs. I'll, you know, yeah. one day I popped into a yoga class and this woman, she ran after me. She's like, you're Jen Marples, right? I'm like, yeah. She's like, I just binged all 40 episodes. This was a couple days ago. I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, my whole family's entrepreneur. My husband listened to it. I was like, are you kidding me? That's I was okay. so touched. I, I mean, said, thank you so much. Potato chips and bonbons the whole time. Was she listening to all these on a couch? I mean, seriously. I'm like, you, that was- a marathon or three. <laughs> was a lot she has a house cleaning business so maybe she's like cleaning and listening i'm like oh, you know you go. that's the beauty yeah. about podcasts for the busy the busy working the person air. out there the um yeah but it just I, I keep getting reminded the universe if i just i feel tired the universe will just remind me because i'm i come back to my why and who i'm serving and when you can do that you can get on any map you want to get on you know jen's map's pretty pretty big middle-aged women wherever they are that's a big map it's pretty big okay but she's focused in a couple of areas physically and then virtually every other other places and building it. But, you know, some, the fact that you have 41 episodes in four and a half months when um, only 20% of uh, podcasts ever get past episode six, 
is amazing. So you need to give yourself a little bit of head on the back while you know you have much to do. So emulate, I say this all the time anyway, do what Jen says. <laughs> listen to yourself, listen to the market, focus where you can get something done, focus and learn from one activity so you can leverage to the next. Um, and then, you know, front end, front end. So you have a bit, we do this all the time. We like to front end our work so that you have the engine to give you the push, right. Um, to get out, to get out of the gate, because sometimes it just take, you know, if you'd like, it just, you're, you'll get there. It'll just take forever versus like, give yourself the push what she's doing. She's hiring people around her. If you can't hire people around you, focus on one thing you can get done, uh, and get it out of the gate. So then you can do the next thing. Anyway, I've kept you much longer than I'm supposed to. I know, oh, but I, I could talk to you all day. I just want to tell everyone, you know, you can do it. It's I think it's coming back to the why. Of course, I'm going to tell you you're not too effing old and you get to do what you want. We get to be happy. We get to make an impact. It's work to make it happen, but it works. So it, yes, thank you so much for sharing everything you've done so far. You know, we'll have you come back in a year and you can talk about what you've done this year that will lead you to that next huge plateau. That would be amazing. Awesome I would love that. <laughs> All right, everybody. I'm Lee Carraher, and this is On the Map. Bye. Thanks, Lee. Thank you so much for listening to On the Map. If you're a successful entrepreneur of a company, or if you are a, a marketing executive who has had success on getting on the map in your industry, or your location, or among certain different consumers or customers, I would love to talk to you about how you did it, what programs and tactics you use to become known, become famous for what you do, the difference you make for your customers and your clients or your consumers. Um, in order for you to apply, just go over to my website, go.double-forte.com backslash podcast slash guest. And that's a mouthful. It'll be in the show notes. So just go down there and apply. We are publishing on the map all the time with awesome guests who are sharing for from the trenches ideas and success stories that we can all apply in our own businesses. So it to get all of the shows and not miss anything, please subscribe. And I so appreciate you if you can also give me a thumbs up or give me a rating. This helps the show be seen. I can't under, you can't underestimate the power of a, a thumbs up and I would really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And now it's time for you to go get on the map.